You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name is Ken Swanson. I'm the lead film and draft analyst for Arrowhead Pride. This is episode two of the week, the Arrowhead Pride Laboratory. I am joined by Craig Stout. Maddie is uh, is off for this week's or for this episode. It's just me and Craig. Uh, Craig, just for this week, I'm not going to run through your list of nicknames. I'm going to give every you some week. No, and every no, week just, from here on out. I'm going to give you grace this week. Uh, just because I know you don't like talking about yourself or us talking about you. And that's partially why we do it is because it's really fun to watch you squirm and feel uncomfortable about people acknowledging how amazing and incredible you are. So I'm not going to mention to you or talk about how impressive of a human being you are. So you're, you're welcome. I'm just going to continue to sink back in the shadows let you and Maddie run this podcast. Although Maddie's not here, so you're just going to talk <laughs> for 40 minutes straight, and that's the sound of everybody turning off the podcast. If if <laughs> you and me are talking, like I don't know if it's going to last 40 minutes because it's just you and me. I got uh, I got to get a little I got to get a little Maddie joke here man, too. So yeah, you you do a little bit, but man, I I don't know. I might side with Maddie on this. I'm not taking the crown. Okay. You're you're getting a little more long-winded. I am too. It ain't just one of us. I did really good on the mailbag this week, I think, personally. I don't think I went... Maybe it's because... I don't know. I don't know. I I felt like I I kept myself pretty concise. I'll just say that. You did do well this week. Thank you. You really did. I think it's just like every now and then something... It's just timing. I get I get caught on the right subject and I just want to go on a tangent before anyone else gets to talk. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the truth. That's the truth. We, you've started to strategically place yourself in the rundowns for the jokes that you want to hit yes. because you're yes. you're afraid that Matt or I, because we share a lot of the same thought processes, <laughs> yes, we do. Are, uh, we're gonna get to it before you do. There's some things where I'm definitely like, oh, I control the run. And most of the time, I just give you guys all the good stuff. And I just, every now and then, like, if I've got a joke I really like, I will make sure I lead off on that yeah. question. I don't lead it's off true. on very many questions. It feels like I kind of lead off on the softball questions, too. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I know my role. I know I'm, stay, I'm staying in my lane. I, I'm letting you. You're the captain. You're, you're <laughs> steering the ship. That's what it is. I just want to see my, I want to see my friends thrive more than I you know, whatever. I just, I'm just here to try to keep us under 60 minutes, and you know, <laughs> we do, we do okay. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to start this week off with this, and I think we kind of alluded to it a little bit last week's episode because we've been talking a lot about Steve Spagnolo, and we've been talking a lot about um, Bob Sutton and. Last week, we kind of started alluding to something that I think we probably need to talk about here a little bit. First off, I mean, the the expected level, just expecting competency on that side of the ball has invigorated and energized this fan base. 
And so, the, like, just, yes. just the, the entirety of it. We listening to the players speak about communicating with each other, or a coach coming over and explaining what he's supposed to do, like <laughs> literal basic coaching stuff. Us as a fan base have all latched onto it in in Eating a it big up. dramatic way. Because it is, they're they're speaking about it from the standpoint of this is a change this year. This is what's happening this year. It was not happening previous to this. This is a big deal to us. And yeah, it's simple stuff. But yes, we are we are eating it up. And marginal improvement wins you a Super Bowl. And I think we all see that and say, okay, this is marginal improvement. Like we believe in the marginal improvement. I think some people think it's a top ten defense now. They're wrong, but. Marginal yeah, improvement. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, top 20 wins you a Super Bowl. Sure. Sure. Maybe. Absolutely. Probably. They, uh, yeah. I, I mean, mean it, it depends. It gets situational more, then. Yeah, yeah, there's more questions about the offense now. And I think that's something I didn't do a good job of explaining last week. But at the same time, like, I do think there's enough in this building to win a Super Bowl. There's enough competency on defense. And Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, right? So, I mean, right. I, I think this team is better equipped to win a Super Bowl. But. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but it's June, and we probably need to talk about this. It feels like, and this is something we kind of hinted at last week, Andy Reid deserves some blame for this. He deserves a lot. I, I think he deserves some blame for not pulling the trigger when he did, like or before he before when he did. He probably should have done this earlier. And Andy Reid, and this is just kind of a... a a study of him. If he's he's always taking blame for everything. He literally takes blame everything for everything, and it's really in some ways kind of smart because it's just Andy being Andy when he's holding himself accountable. Um, but it just kind of it becomes like this repetitive numb thing where it's just kind of like you know times yours. Hey, it's my responsibility. It's it's just in that same vein. And I feel like he it's, should probably be getting more flack than he is. It's it's one of the reasons why at the end of the year, after that playoff loss to New England, that Andy Reid had a press conference and he was asked about Bob Sutton and he was asked about if he was going to retain him, if he was going to allow him to play out his contract, whatever the case may be. I don't remember the exact question, and then what happened? You know, what happened out there? And for the first time in years, Andy Reid pivoted and put it back on the coaching staff. Like, that was the first time. He didn't say, you know, I've got to prepare us better. You know, oh, no, that's on me. You know, we had a conversation about that. I, I, I've got to do better at making sure that this team's ready to go, even on the defensive side of the ball. He actually turned and pivoted and said, "Listen, that coaching staff needs to look at that." Like and it it's a little thing, but it's for the first time because Andy Reid takes ownership of all this so much. It was the first time in a long long time that you got to hear him that that's about as mean as he's going to be right. publicly to right. to anybody. And what Kent's referring to here is why wasn't that before this season? Why wasn't that why, why didn't that enact? Because it cost him a Super Bowl this right. last year. And I and see, like, I think about Andy Reid and his legacy 
And it feels like Andy Reid has just gotten in his own way sometimes. His loyalty to a fault is is a fault. And it's I don't know how much of a quality it has it, it, uh, how much of a positive quality is in this regard. Like I I I'm still trying to figure out when it's helped him, when his loyalty has helped him. Because he should have fired Bob Sutton last year, but he yes. didn't. And a guy whose he legacy... He honestly should have fired him after 2015 when his tendencies became exploitable in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of people called me a Bob defender last year, and I had to keep pointing out, hey, guys, way back then, right after his best year as a Chiefs defensive coordinator, I was calling for his head because he, he was just very predictable at points and was exploitable against these teams. Anyway, that, go ahead. Sorry. That was like pre-Chris Jones. Yes, That's, it was pre-Chris Jones. It, it was, uh, you know, I, it, was, they were good. Was, they were good. It was Marcus Peters, Sean Smith, Eric Berry. They were good. They were good yeah. at football. So, like, I, I've i been – Andy insulates himself so much with that accountability, you know, with that nice guy. And I, it, But the truth of the matter is – it it criticism eludes him because of that stance, because of that insulation he creates for himself, and all this talk, this this off season, has infuriated me a little bit about Andy Reid, and he and he deserves more blame than he's getting. Yeah. Uh, and and I I a guy that his legacy is is going to be defined by whether or not he wins a Super Bowl wasted his best opportunity to win a Super Bowl because of his loyalty to a fault. Yeah. And and I just want to put this out here because there's probably a bunch of people sitting at home screaming at their podcast right now. We love Andy Reid. Andy Reid yeah. brings so significantly more good to this team than he does bad. Like yes. we're we're not trying to sit here and say we got to move on from Andy Reid because yada yada. No, Andy Reid should absolutely be the coach of his team because Andy Reid is going to lead this team to a Super Bowl probably this year or the next. Like I hope I, so. <laughs> I fully believe that he is going to do that, but he I'll, has. What's that? I'll add this. I badly want him to get that ring for his legacy. Oh, so bad. I I, I really do. He deserves it. When that happens, I will be more overjoyed for Andy Reid getting that ring than I will for my own fandom getting to support a team. I won't. I'm selfish, but I'm close. I'm close to that. I'm close to that, but not all in. But I I want a ring. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sorry. But I mean... Yeah, he he's gotta he's gotta catch some heat for this though. I mean, he, like you said, he's largely shirked responsibility for this, and then right after they moved on from Bob Sutton, they found Steve Spagnolo. You know, really quickly afterwards, they hired him. They hired this all star cast. They they handle business this off season and so there wasn't that time period where we really got to dwell on it because when he when bob sutton was fired everybody went okay that makes sense that was supposed to happen about we time we get it <laughs> about time and so we got you know i believe 3 days 
of of Something that. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Where it was basically okay, he's fired now. Let's discuss what Bob Sutton did while he was in Kansas City. Let's discuss the reasons why he was fired. And then they hired Steve Spagnuolo. So we didn't even really get to dwell on Andy Reid kept him too long. We didn't really get to have this conversation about how Andy Reid likely cost himself the best chance that he's had in his career at a Super Bowl. And it's because he stuck with this old guy that was showing signs, you know, back almost four years ago at this point, of not being up to snuff when it came down to it. So you got you calling someone old pot, calling the kettle black. I'm just, I had listen, to get that joke in. Bob there. Sutton's just that old. That that's how old Bob Sutton is. Yeah, but you guys both went to high school together, but we did, we did. Bob and I were are good buddies. I I love Bob. You know, Have, did you ever think about I you did you ever think about sending in one of your articles to maybe say, Me? Hey, look, no. yeah, just be like Bob, old buddy. We graduated high school together. Uh read this. This is my opinion of your defense. You should have. I I know I know that you're joking right now, but I would be absolutely mortified <laughs> if I ever like seriously no bob sutton knows three billion times more about football than i could ever dream of knowing and trying to pretend like oh hey i know i'm a blogger but (laughs) you you should check this out there might be some tips in here for you maybe maybe this will what will be get you over the hump bob let's let's go no gross that's that's awful you want to listen to my (laughs) mixtape Um, I, yeah. would, I would make him a mixtape. I'd do that. It'd probably be some really like, probably be some really hipster trendy stuff, wouldn't it? Be so, like yeah, some very off the beaten would. path music. Like, what's would. this? Something uh, you've never heard of. <laughs> probably. It it's it's a weird it's a weird dynamic though with this whole thing, and I just I don't. I it's it I the farther away we get from the Bob Sutton era, just the more obvious it becomes. The more that comes out of that building, and obviously we haven't seen on the field performance, but you can just tell. And you, you can kind of need to, right? And I think that's what's the most what's what's so obvious about it. I think about the first Patriots game. At the end of the game, the Chiefs score with three minutes left, seventy-five yard play action pass, mm-hmm. and. The Patriots are matriculating the ball down the field without any problems. And you see Andy Reid, and he's just like visibly frustrated at Bob Sutton, shaking his head, mumbling something. And that's kind of when I knew I was like, okay, this is done. It's over. <laughs> this is over. Um, you kind of had a feeling, and, and, and no one corrected it. Uh, Andy still went out there a few times and credited Bob Sutton because that's what Andy does. Look, Bob Bob called a great game for like you know several several games after that, but you could kind of just tell at that point. This as is late done. as the Colts game and the playoffs, where they actually looked functional. We we had conversations on this podcast about whether or not Bob Sutton was calling the plays anymore, whether or yeah. not Mike Smith had taken on a greater role, and uh, and Al, Al Harris. Harris taken on a greater role as well because it was so starkly, starkly different. different. Oh, weird. It was functional. It was functional. It was a functional defense, and it wasn't the rest of the team or the rest of the season. And it was just, 
And it wasn't even necessarily like a slow decline. He went from the middle to the bottom in a hurry. Like yeah. it just happened. And I Andy was there for that. Andy is inside that building. I know he doesn't like to, you know, own up. He doesn't like to coach the defense. We know that. He he likes guys that can kind of operate autonomously on that yes. side of the ball. And let me get in my cue cards and start drawing stuff up for Patrick Levon Mahomes. Correct. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's and that's where he's best. I mean, his best teams were with Jim Johnson just running that thing by itself. And, it and he's be really case, good at it. Yeah, with Steve Spagnolo running that thing by himself. But Bob Sutton couldn't run that thing by himself. It was obvious to lots of people, including a lot of people on the outside. It had to be obvious to Andy Reid. He's not blind to that. So it's just baffling to me that they went another year and i mean ultimately costing him this opportunity here so right. it, it it just it, and and it's not going to be talked about because we're, we're moving on and i get it we're we're moving on the future is now why why dwell on the past and everything like that but we because didn't even because it's get, june and it's yeah, time to address june, it yeah, i mean there's literally nothing going on in chiefs football right now but it is one of those things that that we just didn't have an opportunity to talk about it because everything moved so quickly in hiring Steve, firing Bob Sutton and hiring Steve Spagnuolo that it went from excitement of firing Bob Sutton to excitement of hiring Steve Spagnuolo to what Steve's going to do and then the trades and moving on from players. And it's just been a masterfully crafted offseason to avoid speaking about that speaking about that game speaking about the way that it went down and you know who's who's ultimately to to blame for all of that right and and i think it, it, and again andy is just he's really good at if he if you take ownership and accountability it's almost like like it's the reverse of crying wolf <laughs> yeah you know but this the effect is the same everybody hears you say listen this is on me this is 100% my fault well, if you do that every single time you lose, every time something bad happens, it's like every okay. time your quarterback throws an interception. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, this yeah. is on me. You know, like it's it's smart. It's he could come really- out and say it's on me right now. Like he could walk out in front of everybody and be like, "Hey, by the way, I know this is apropos of nothing, but." I kept Bob Sutton one year too long. That's on me. And walk out and everybody be like, "Oh, Andy." Yeah, <laughs> he's and it's it's smart. It's the it's a really smart way to do it for sure. Uh, and he's brilliant. It's brilliant. It really is. It's brilliant PR. And and now he gets to kind of skate along and do his thing. Um, we're gonna take a break, and we will be back right after these words. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. 
so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You know, Craig, we were a little, I don't want to say too, I don't know if we're too hard on Andy Reid. Um, I think we were kind of speaking some of our feelings about the negative sides of him. But here's a weird dynamic here. It's because we love him, by the I way. Think, I, I do think it is. And I, I genuinely love Andy Reid, and this is actually where I'm going with this. Um, I hear these national guys, these, these bits about Andy Reid time management <laughs> all the time, and I get extremely defensive. It's this weird dynamic here. Like, everyone, like, a lot of national guys dunk on Andy Reid as, like, this almost like inept dolt and I hate it. It's weird. So like I have my fault. I have my issues with Andy Reed, but they're not what these national guys try to pigeonhole Andy Reed into. And it's this it's, weird dynamic with it. Like I, I staunchly defend him on a lot of things. <laughs> it's literally the, no, he's ours. We, we can talk about him. We, we can say negative yeah. things about him, but the moment you talk about him, we love him enough, and he knows that we love him. But if but if you talk bad about him, well, then we're gonna fight. Here's but here's the weird thing for me. Like I don't even like it's not the homerism in me. That's what's so <laughs> weird. It's like I don't really have a ton of homerism. Probably the Patrick Levon Mahomes, maybe because I, of I the mean, in- the fact that you say his middle name right. literally every time you. By the way, in the DM, he types it out. Yeah, like he doesn't do just casually yeah. refer refer to him as Pat. Yeah, I mean, I, like it, everybody in Kansas City does. I think it's just because he's the embodiment of everything I've wanted out of a Kansas City quarter, like uh, the cheat, like player, he's, NFL well, player, like the, person, uh, a guy that uh, an an idea that I chased in my head for my entire life. Sure, and tried to rationalize guys like Ricky Stanzi into it because I'm so desperate that <laughs> so outside of the the Patrick Mahomes Patrick Levon Mahomes excuse me thing like I don't even know if it's this like homerism bias that I have cuz I don't feel like I have that too much I think we're willing I think this is a space where we're willing to be honest and critical about what we think about this team and these players I just honestly like I I think it's ex- like just the most lazy, unattentive perception of Andy Reid as a coach, and I don't think it necessarily correctly um, explains where he's at right now as a coach. And so, like, I I just get annoyed with it because I think it's lazy. It it is very lazy. Like at this point. You know, oh, Andy Reid school of clock management, or you know, Andy Reid just, you know, he's never gonna win one because he he's gonna find a way to muck it up at the end or something like right. that. You know, that that's just it's an easy narrative to have because it's been around since 
the mid two thousands, or mm-hmm. you know, maybe even earlier. So I, it, it's one that's just kind of ingrained in right. football culture that people just kind of hammer on. But the the funny part about all this is a lot of these national guys, like as soon as Andy Reid does win that ring, like we're gonna have. The very next day after that, the conversation, mark my words, the conversation is going to be, Andy Reid, is he a first ballot Hall of Fame coach? Like, that that's what it's going to be. And like, the answer gonna, will be yes, by the way. Yeah, and it will. But, the, I mean, the, the transition will be, oh, Andy Reid, he's such a dolt. He's you know, makes all these terrible coaching decisions all the time, and he can't win one. And, you know, what... What a moron he is all the time. He's going to flip and win one, and then it's going to be he's one of the greatest coaches to ever coach in this game. And it's just obscene to me. And I get, you know, national media, they're they're not there to tell a nuanced story. They're there to get clicks. They're there to get listens and everything like that. But it, like you said, it's just so lazy. There's mm-hmm. so many other narratives that you can talk about and things that you can talk about. When you go to the Andy Reid well like that, Come on, man. And that it, that ain't the one. It might have been and it, it definitely has been true in his career. It's not like it's not something that he has had issues with. I just don't think it accurately reflects Andy Reid in 2019. It kind no. of it reflected Andy Reid at times. Like I think the one big clock management thing that I've thought about like with Andy Reid's time here was the Patriots playoff game when they were in New England and they took like half a half a like like a half a game to drive <laughs> down the field and they didn't give themselves with enough Alex Smith. with Alex Smith and they didn't give themselves enough time at the end of the game to even try to you know make it a game. okay so that was like the one time that i looked at Andy Reid's clock management and i was like what are we doing here but there like the, I mean, that's there, the one that there sticks are out to other me. Right. There are other criticisms. Sometimes he takes his foot off the gas yes. too often. Yes. Tries to play it a little bit safe towards the end of games. Those aren't the ones we hear from national media. Those are the ones that we hear amongst Chiefs fans who have watched this team now for years and years and years do I, that. I, I do. I, I, I want to stop you on that one, though, because yeah. there's something that I heard recently and I thought was really interesting. Um, Bo Jackson is his... Uh, is his it's B... E A U X Jackson. He uh Oh yeah. He's Eric uh, Stoner. Eric Stoner. That's his real name. Mm-hmm. That's you're right. Mm-hmm. He was doing a podcast with uh, our guy Betts and they were yeah. talking and he said the goal of an NFL offense is to win every game and show as little as possible and keep as mm-hmm. much close to the vest as you can. And we talk and you look at you look at how brilliant of a designer Andy Reid is and you look at how much he um you know how how much he's able to draw up and how much he's able to build an offense from year to year because it's a living breathing thing every every year and he starts fast with a, a whole new thing and everything starts with and I I do think some of this sitting on the football stuff I think there's an explanation and it's a it's a long game kind of explanation where he's trying to hold as much close to the vest so that he's got something left in the tank for when it matters. And and the funny part about all of this is that we're talking about it from the standpoint of the offense. It's like, oh, they don't go for the throat. 
they don't they don't get that kill shot and you know right into the game early and really bury the opposing offense and everything like that. And they don't. But Chad Henney should have played more than one game last year. Absolutely, he should have. They don't. But you you know that conversation happens about Andy. Now, I know that we just got done talking about him holding on to Bob Sutton and him not receiving enough criticism. The defense does their job. We're not even worried about the fact that Andy Reid isn't putting the hammer down at the end of the game because they're up. At, at a lot of these points, they're up three scores. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they don't need to keep scoring if the defense does their job. They can kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit, play a little bit more conservatively. Like you said, don't show things. Don't give people more film to watch. Or you show know, the wrong if, things. Because that's or a show thing the too. Wrong things, yes. You show things. You they you they show things that they're gonna run <laughs> when they're up twenty one and never run again. That Bill, happens. I'm just telling Bill you guys Belichick right now. Belichick is the king of that. He really is. So yeah, if if the goal is to win the game and try not to show things that are gonna tip off your hand for other things, then. Yeah, you want your defense to hold up their end of the deal. And the defense hasn't the past couple of years. That's when I've hear, heard those the most complaints. But again, not not national media. It, but they're, they're lazier takes because it's not taking into account the full effect and the full context of it. And that, that kind of transitions a little bit here to a conversation that we're all having a lot right now about the Chiefs as a whole. It's not just Andy Reid that's not getting the respect, you know, that, that's kind of getting ridden down a little bit. We're in charger season right now. <laughs> we are in charger season after the Chiefs have won back-to-back-to-back AFC West titles. The offense is retaining all of their key contributors Patrick Mahomes is going to be in his second year in the league, even if he regresses a Third little year, bit. Third year, but second year playing. Yeah. Second year as a starter. Yeah. Uh, even if he regresses a little bit, this is still a top five offense. And I think that we can all agree that the defense did get better. Why? A lot better. Because Why they, did well, because they got rid of everyone on the defense? Well, I know, I know, but I mean, why? But also, why Steve then? All of a sudden, and I mean, this isn't even Vegas. Vegas has the Chiefs as a Super Bowl favorite. But why do we spend so much time talking about the AFC West and talking about the Chargers, the Broncos, and you know the the Raiders to an extent because they're LOL. going to be on hard knocks. But the Chiefs just don't get this this pass as as you know returning champions. Andy Reid knows how to win in this division. Andy yeah. Reid is going to be great. This team is going to be really good. Why is nobody talking about them as the team that's going to come out of this division and be a major factor going forward? For the same reason that in, like I'm just going to set an arbitrary date. June 27th, we're going to get an article on NFL.com that says, do the Jets have enough to unseat the Patriots? <laughs> I got it's just it's it's just it's it's our turn. It's 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 the NFL cycles turn to question the legitimacy of I mean, Andy I Reid. Mean, this is Yeah. 
I mean, I, that's how I feel. Like I, it's the same thing that happens with the Patriots every year. Right. It's it the does. same. It's the yeah. same reason that the Andy Reid, you know, shtick with with time management is is so. It's lazy. This is lazy season. It's Craig. We're talking about the Chargers right now. We're talking about this Chargers storyline because NFL.com knows that. Chiefs Twitter is annoyed by someone else picking the I mean like it it it's a cycle. It is. I mean NFL.com is raking in those clicks because the Chargers are everyone's talking about the Chargers and trying to dethrone the Chiefs and the Chargers are the new favorite and here's why and yada yada yada. And I mean and in, in later in June we're gonna hear the who can unseat Tom Brady and the Patriots in the AFC East. And then we're going to get the Mount Rushmore of every team at some point here in the next month. And I mean, and then, you know, like, so this week it is, uh, how would Zion Williamson be as a tight end? And, and there's going to be some (laughs) kind of, there's always an NBA draft tie in who, what NBA draft prospects would look good in a, an NFL team. You know, like these are, it's, it's, it's it, and I don't blame them to some degree. Some on some things I do criticizing Andy Reid for the clock management thing's dumb. It's annoying. It's it's overblown and it's not a representation. The Chiefs de- the Chiefs problem against the Patriots wasn't time management. It was no. It was getting to third and ten and not being able to do anything. But it was not scoring in the first half. It was. Uh, there, there were lots of things that were the problem, but time management was not the issue in that playoff game at all. And so, like, I mean, it's just there's yeah. these, it's it's there's there's a season to to try to poke your head out and say, is it this is it time for the Chargers? You know, the Chargers gonna you know win the AFC West? No, the answer is no. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's it's always time for that. I mean, it always. was time for that in week. 13 yeah yeah you're not wrong look look at how that turned out and the nfl needs la chargers to get the attention because they're playing in a soccer stadium they do because they're an la team now like they need the chargers to pick up some steam it's not gonna work but they need the chargers to pick up some steam it just uh, they don't have any steam that it's just it's it's really unfortunate it really is i I don't listen. We dunk on the Chargers not having fans all the time. I don't like that. We like, speak that, truth on this yeah, podcast, though, Craig. So. It, right, but I mean, <laughs> I'm defeating no, no, the no, whole I'm thing saying, you're trying to say right now. I don't like that they don't have fans. Like, I'm not, I don't like that half of a twenty thousand seat stadium is full of the opposition's fans. Week after week after week, no matter who it is, it yeah. it's silly to me. You know, we make fun of Raiders fans and stuff like that. Raiders fans are loyal. Raiders fans are diehard. Like that's, and it just it it bugs me that that team that team is a good team, but they they just don't have anybody to support them. And then the media spends so much time trying to blow them up trying to build them up and discredit you know the chiefs and other teams so that they can try and drive more fans to a product that these fans don't want to see yeah because they just i i think the people in la know 
So they're just going to wind up being in second place anyway. It's just That's everybody true. else around them is trying to pump them up and, you know, I don't know. But it, I to kind of close this thing out, um, Andy Reid deserves criticism for a lot of things. I think some of them are fair, and I think some of them are the things that aren't being talked about enough because Andy Reid is good at how he manages this whole thing. And I think some of the things that people criticize him for are pretty lazy. But yes, I am. I love. I do love Andy Reid very much. I love watching whatever version, whatever year that offense is going to look like. It is a joy for me. It's one of my favorite things, and maybe that's partially why I get so defensive about some of these dumb time management takes because I see the brilliance of all the other stuff he's doing. And right. I, you know, I, I think that might be part of it. It, it casts him in the, the wrong way. It light. casts him as an idiot coach, right? And he's literally yeah, one it of the. Does. It, it casts him as a guy who? Yeah, he's. I think he's. I think he's the best offensive mind in football. I know Sean McVay is the soup du jour, but I mean, mm-hmm. let's see Sean McVay do something other than eleven personnel first. Um. <laughs> <laughs> just me. I mean, Andy Reid. It's it's such a. I well, I'm we're gonna close on like a couple minutes. Just Andy Reid gushing, I guess. Um, he, I he's got a huge ego. You have to have a huge ego in this league, but it manifests itself in different ways. Andy Reid's ego isn't so big that he's not willing to try to find ways to utilize his players to the best of their abilities to their strengths, and he adapts every offense based on what he has, and it's exceptional and it's always really good and it's he's never putting someone in a position um where they're not going to have success which is why i think you can be a little bit optimistic about miko hardman even though he's raw they'll figure out some ways to get him some touches and give him some opportunities and put him in space but i think andy reed's probably the best i think he's the best offensive designer possibly one of the best in the history of the national football league um he has built this process and this foundation that has led to literally 25% of the league being head coaches <laughs> and two hot candidates in the wing. I The man is incredible at what he does. I have issues with him. They're not the same issues that other people have, but I love Andy Reid. I love watching his offense, and I will be sad when I don't get to watch it anymore. Look no further than Jeff Schwartz and Jeff Allen talking this week on Twitter about uh, blocking in the screen game. Uh, if you if you saw that on Twitter, it was it was a great relation. You know, I, I believe maybe it was uh, a Smart Football or somebody had tweeted out an Andy Reid screen, you know, capture of a play, and was discussing how the players did all these little things right. And Jeff Schwartz bombed in, and he said Andy Reid has coached me to do the little things right in a screen game better than anyone else ever had, ever. You know, just down to these little minute details, the way that you set things up, the way that you carried yourself, the way that you sold different elements of it, and discussed how he went other places, and the coach would say, okay, well, now you just get out in space and you go find work. And that, that was it. Like, it, there wasn't more to it. And Jeff Allen kind of bombed in with, yeah, no, it was eye-opening. As soon as I left from underneath the Andy Reid umbrella to see the way that the rest of the league has to deal with stuff and just how much further ahead Andy Reid is, even 
though he's been doing this forever. Like Kent right. said, he he's still out here. He's still trying new stuff. He's still demanding excellence in you know execution and things like that. That's just above and beyond what the these other new hot coaches are doing in the league. He just I, I want him to win a Super Bowl and I want to give him a hug. Like yeah. <laughs> that's that's what it is now. I I want that so bad for him because he deserves these accolades, he deserves this appreciation, and he deserves all those negative connotations about all these stupid things to just kind of fall off of him and disappear into the ether. He's given more to this game than people realize. So much more. And you look at, I mean, his tree is strong. It is a strong tree with Super Bowl winners underneath him, (laughs) which is sad, but it's, I mean, he is, he is, he has done such a phenomenal job of growing, developing um, coaches of of color too. I mean, he's really done a good yeah. job of building. Just uh, he's done so much to the game for diversity and for growing and mentoring coaches, and he's shared so much to all those guys. Some guys hold things close to the vest, and he doesn't. He shares those things. He builds these guys up. And he also has found a way to be relevant for multiple decades within the confines of, of the NFL, with, within the structure of the NFL. The offense is such a organic, living, breathing thing with him every year that you know his ego doesn't manifest itself in willing to try new things, willing to grow and develop and change and adapt and build and really innovate. And that's just... Those are the things that... like. People need to appreciate about Andy Reid. He's got his flaws. He's insanely loyal. Some of that loyalty might be part of the reason that the tree is so strong. I, you know, you could say that. You could probably mm-hmm. make that argument. Um, he probably, maybe on some things, I, I think, I think Andy Reid's got an ego. I think he wants that ring more than anybody else on this planet. Um, it seems like he might have been a little selfless at times, a little you know selfless at times with with his staff, with his generosity and all that kind of stuff to his staff, to uh, you know, to his his people, you know, keeping Bob around longer than he should have. Yeah, and I mean uh, the hallmarks that you brought up there, the innovation, the offensive advancement, the tree of player of coaches that he's built and everything like that that's his legacy and that should be his legacy and yeah that i mean that's what we're saying honestly that's all i think yeah i i I, this is a lame thing to say i think that's a hall of fame legacy i do i don't think you can tell this i don't think you can tell the story of the national football league without andy Reid. you can't yeah he's been a proven winner throughout multiple decades that's hard to do and he's nurtured. There are very few coaches that can that can do this. Yeah. He's nur- he's nurtured champions, but he needs. I, I want him mm-hmm. to win a ring because it sh- it can't. I don't think his legacy deserves to be for all he's given to this game. It can't be. He nurtured champions, right? It needs to right. be. He's a champion. Also, his process, his leadership, bred champions. Correct. His tree is. His tree dunks on Bill Belichick's. It's not even close. <laughs> I'm does. just ready for him to win back to back to back and then ride off in the sunset and we can just all go, well, you know what? That's great. Andy's great. And 
and he's a Hall of Famer, and I hope he has a great life. We'll remember him very, very fondly. I'll I take hope that's it. I'll take one. <laughs> I'm greedy, Kent. I'm 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 real greedy when it comes to Super Bowls. This is the Kansas City coming out in me. I just want one. <laughs> <laughs> Two's nice, but just give me one. I believe in Pat. I believe in Patrick LaVon Mahomes. I do too. Kent. I do too. But give me one. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, Maddie and Craig. And a special guest will be will be here for a special summer edition of the AP Laboratory next week. We'll catch you later. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.